Hi, welcome to another teaching message from Sycamore Church, Ibadan, Nigeria. So I wonder if you have ever had an experience of something that was once very special to you um, becoming very common, all right? So what I'm going to do for a start is that I want to start out with a little world history, just for fun this morning, okay? So I want to tell you a bit about pineapples. Pineapples, yeah. Um, pineapples were not always as accessible as they are now in the world today. Today, pineapples are said to be the 11th most common fruit in the world, but it wasn't always that. It's easy because we see it everywhere now to just take it for granted, but it wasn't always that. In fact, they were so scarce that at some point in human history, um, having a pineapple was equivalent to being like royal, like, oh, I, get, I have a private jet, like I have a pineapple. It was, it was actually that kind of thing, all right? So when pineapples were first discovered, they actually created a craze in the world that lasted centuries. We started out this year talking about a guy called Christopher Columbus in 1492. He sailed and discovered the new world, all right? Now, the following year in 1493, Christopher Columbus discovered clusters of pineapples. He was always discovering, okay? Clusters of pineapples in a Caribbean village, and then he brought it back to Spain. Now, what happened is that the pineapples he brought back were immediately like cherished by the people of Spain, but they realized that the climatic conditions in Europe, that's the tropical climate in Europe, could not grow pineapples. So for anybody to get pineapples, you had to make a trip across the Atlantic to get pineapples. So, of course, famous figures in Spain in those days uh, or in the Asian world, people like Charles II or people like King Ferdinand, they were some of the wealthiest people of the time, and guess what? They had pineapples. So the fruit actually became like a symbol of luxury across Europe. And it wasn't even about eating it. It was just about having it. It was like when you walk into a royal house, it was a decoration. You would see a pineapple. Like it was a thing. Like they actually say that in America, at some point, pineapples were sold for like $8,000. And would you believe that progressively, it actually became a thing where people would carry pineapples like going out, like an accessory, like, you know, how you carry a designer handbag. It was like, I carry a pineapple. Like, like people would actually, in fact, fun fact was that people actually used to rent pineapples to go for social engagements. They would rent pineapples. So it's like, we have a wedding. Ah, let's welcome the mother of the bride. Wow, she's coming with a pineapple. You know, it was, it was like, like, you come with a pineapple. Like, ah, my sister wants to marry. We're trusting God to be able to rent a pineapple. It was like something like that, right? And so, um, and pineapples were not eaten until they were rotten. And you, you get why, because why we quickly eat it. We would put it in our house, and then merchants actually used to rent it, rent it. So it was when it's like rotten and it can't go anymore, they will now eat it, okay? So um, I, I wonder what it would have been like, even like primary school conversations. You know how now people will be like, ah, Omar, that in my house, we have a swimming pool. You know, we actually had, I had a guy in my secondary school that could lie, but, but let me just tell you about him. The guy, the guy said that in his house, they have a basketball court. So everybody was like, so somebody now went to his house, then now came back the next day and said, oh, you they lie. That you say you have a basketball court at home. He now said, eh, that thieves. So anyway, but, but, you, but what they have been like for children, right? Children saying things like, ah, we have swimming pool at home, all of that. In those days, it would be like a child be telling that, do you know that my daddy in his office, they have a pineapple. And you know, that, that, was, that was what it was, it was like, okay? Now, it shaped how people thought. It shaped how people valued. In 1761, there's this Earl of Dunmore. He built what was called the, the Dunmore Pineapple House. All right, so that they could just put it up, so they could just admire the view and have an idea of like, wow, pineapple, like it was a shaped architecture. The pineapple was just a royal thing. It was, you know, that kind of thing, all right? But by the late 1800s, there was a mass production of pineapples that began, and of course, royal status was gone. Now, please don't Google this during the service. 
I know you want to check it out. Check out after, okay? Listen, all right? So um, by the late 1800s, um, the royal status was gone, and so now pineapple is everywhere. Um, I'm on your way home today, I'm sure by your junction, there's an awesome man that, even if you can't buy the whole one, they will slice it for you. You buy one piece, you know, 200 now, or 100 now, whatever, however much you buy it, okay? But who would have believed that you could even now grow a pineapple in your own house, okay? Now, the point is this, that something that started out real special, you know, very quickly can become very common, and very mundane. In fact, it can become so unexciting. Uh, no thrill again to it, okay? So here's what I want to do. Today, I want to speak to you on what I'm going to call the grave blunder of losing your wonder. The grave blunder of losing your wonder. Because I believe that we maximize and enjoy our lives from the frequency and the thrill of wonder. Listen, friends, God intends us to live every day of our lives in the wide-eyed wonder of how incredible he is and how incredible his work in our lives. And so what I want to do this morning is I kind of want to tune every one of us to the frequency of wonder. Are you in for that this morning? All right, look at somebody this morning and say, it's a blunder to lose your wonder. Now look at your other neighbor and say, that's something to ponder. Now, let's, let's be honest, it is ridiculous, right, if anybody today is still carrying around pineapples and, you know, going to social events and all of that. It would be ridiculous, okay, because of how common it is in the world now. And as anything becomes more common or as it occurs more, um, the thrill, the intrigue just seems to go lower. So it's only human and it's a natural tendency that the longer we live, because as days occur more, as life occurs more, it's only human that the spark of wonder will fade. The longer you are in your marriage, the longer you come to church, you know, every one more day. When you started out the year, January 1st, it was fresh, you know, there was, but now you've seen quite a few days in January, you know, it's just like you just start to lose your wonder. And so if we go by the default, as familiarity sets in, we naturally will become people that are just not intrigued, people that are cynical, people that are passionless and all of that. You probably know something that was very precious to you at some point in your life, maybe when you first got it, but at some point it just became very common. You got used to it, you got familiar with it. Remember when you got a new car and when you were driving out, like uh -uh, the way you were driving that car, when you want to go inside the bottle, the way you went, you, you, know, it's, you know, you enter the bottle, then you rest, then you will come out of the bottle. It was almost like the car was running on your blood. When someone scratches the car, it's not the car that scratches it's you. You said they scratched me, you know. It's, it's you. It's like your blood was moving it, right? But the longer you have had the car, the longer, um, it, it just seems like the intrigue goes lower. Or, or when you got a new device, maybe you got an iPhone. Hey, oh, mama, oh, you are kissing it in the night, oh, mama, 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 and all of that. Now you are calling that same thing a piece of shit because, you know, um, the longer you have it. Or a new faith experience where you started out walking with Jesus. Maybe you gave your life to Christ, you came to church. There was just this, wow, wow. You're like, man, we get to be in church. How, how much do we pay to come to church? They say it's free. You say, wow, wow, it's free, all of you. Wow, wow. After service, we saw you sitting outside. You are crying. We said, ah, why are you crying outside? <laughs> you said, why are you crying? You said, they said that there's no service till next week Sunday. I don't know, I can't wait that. But this morning, you came late to church. <laughs> the longer we stay around, it's like intrigue just goes low. Or you remember when you started a relationship and, you know, that first day when, you, when she said yes to you, it was like, oh my God, wow, wow, wow. It was wow, it was wow. Every, I mean, you came to church, they were singing worship song. You are, you are arguing whether it's Jesus or there's nothing like your presence, Lord. All I want is to be with you. You are now saying, is he only Lord or is he her? You are trying to put her name there. There's nothing like your presence, girl. All I want. Like you, it was, 
Then now you, you are saying, I just need me time. You, you, me time. <laughs> but here's the truth, friends. We all, have, we all have a natural tendency to drift. Listen to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, look, let us give the more earnest heed, all right? We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Let's what happens. Somebody say, we. We drift away. Those things will stay the same, but we all have a tendency to drift. So the Bible says you must take a three-factor authentication, all right? Look at that. More earnest heed to the things we have heard. It doesn't say let us give heed. It doesn't say let us give more heed. It doesn't say let us give. It says more earnest heed, all right? Three levels, more earnest heed. Otherwise, if we're not giving that, we just realize we're drifting away. But today what I hope I can show you is that you can be striving to live a life of wonder. I believe that we can tune ourselves to a frequency of wonder. Because at the base of all of this, I'll show you that we maximize our lives, okay? And we enjoy our lives to the frequency and the thrill of wonder. It's from the frequency and the thrill of wonder that we can have the full life that God intends for us. So if we're drifting away from our wonder, if we're losing it, if life is just becoming passionless and all of that, we're losing something about who God has made us to be. God intends for every one of us to be living in an incredible adventure, wide-eyed wonder every day about how incredible he is, about how incredible his working is in our lives is. Can I say to you this morning that even a lifetime is not enough for us to exhaustively explore the wonder of God that has been given to us. A lifetime is not enough. God has put enough wonder for us to live the rest of our lives with, okay? Have you ever heard that expression that they would say, see finish? Have you heard that before? See finish, okay? Um, if you haven't, it's a pigeon term that is loosely translated as, you know, to have seen it all. You know, you have seen everything, okay? And it's used to describe a situation where two people have become so familiar that kind of like the boundary of respect or regard has just kind of, you know, faded away. It's pushed away. And basically what it means is that you have finished seeing somebody, okay? You have finished seeing somebody and you have now decided to disrespect the person, okay? Good example is the first day you went to your father-in-law and as you are going, your babe was, you are even asking her to coach you that, ah, you know, your prospective father-in-law, I mean, you are even asking that, that kind of person is daddy, you know, and she said, no, don't worry, just be calm. Ah, you are like, I don't want to get it wrong and all of that. So you got there and you prostrated flat, good morning, daddy. And then, uh, he said, no, just sit down, you know, I like when young chaps just like, engage with me and all of that. So uh, he said, thank you, daddy. And then he said, oh, so tell me about yourself. And then you guys started talking and he now says, oh, that you watch soccer? And you're like, yes, daddy. And then he said, oh, I, I, and he said, he supports man, you are. He said, ah, I support Chelsea, daddy. And he said, oh, no, it's okay. I just like to hear young chaps. Talk to me, talk to me. And so you were even just talking, first visit second we say maybe like two months later one day you, you and daddy were not even sharing opinions so you were saying ah Chelsea ah and daddy said no man you are like Chelsea you are mad ah <laughs> that is that is that is what I mean by that's what I mean by, by see finish, okay? Or that person who you always gave a ride, you know, that lives in your estate. So when you are driving now, you see the person trekking. Ah, you don't say, come in now, let's... The person says, ah, thank you so much. Where's your office? Where's my... Ah, okay. So you are going to just drop the person, you know, and, you know, the person was going to say, just drop me here. I can find my... You said, ah, no, let me take you there. Oh, wow, you're so kind. Thank you. And all of that was the way it was going, okay? So you go together, you come. Until one day you are coming together. Ah, person now say, ah, that when you get there, please wait. I want to go and buy fish. <laughs> So you now waited. Person, now it's 30 minutes to go and buy fish. You are, you know, that is uh, what we mean by, by see finish, okay? And now, here's, here's my point. If we think about the fact that the longer we stay around anything, there's the tendency towards see finish um, kind of a thing. Now, what are the chances that you will not have see finish with God? What are the chances that you are not already even having see finish with God or with life or with the best gifts that God has blessed you with? 
And here's my point today, because it is a very dangerous place to be. Your life will lose a spark. It is wonder that will make you value and maximize the opportunities of your life, of your relationships. It is wonder that will open up your appetite when you come around God to receive from. It's a sense of wonder. Once we slip into that sea finish and we undermine things and it, we treat it as common, we become familiar. It is wonder that will open our appetite because we maximize and enjoy our lives from the frequency of wonder. We must tune ourselves to the frequency and the thrill of wonder. That is where we can maximize our lives from. God intends for us to live every single day, every single day in the wide-eyed adventure of wonder. And how incredible he is. It is wonder that will bring Moses in the middle of just a routine day at work, another day doing the same things, but just still having that sense of wonder that will draw him to see a burning bush and attract him to it. It is wonder that will open your eyes in the middle of your busyness to a sense of God is doing something here. It is wonder that will make um, that will make Stephen, who was just doing a routine thing like serving tables, but he would do it in an extraordinary way because there is still a spark of wonder, not just complaining and feeling humiliated, no, he would do ordinary things in an extraordinary way because there is a spark of wonder. It is wonder that will make the woman with the issue of blood say, I'm not just going to touch like everybody else. It is wonder that will put this kind of spark that I'm touching in a different way. And Peter is saying, everybody is touching you, Jesus. He says, no, somebody is touching different because there's a sense of wonder in her heart that will be drawing out more from who Jesus is. It is wonder that will make Bartimaeus start to cry all the louder when everybody is saying, keep quiet, but he starts to cry louder. He's crying against all odds. And can you see that kind of life of boldness, of audacity against all odds that will not be silenced? Why? Because of a spark of wonder in his heart. Friends, I want to say there's incredible power when we live our lives from a place of wonder. It is actually what we were made for. It is what we were designed for. There is incredible power. We will be making the most of our lives. We will be seeing the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for our life when we live from a place of wonder. Not just this passive routine, just an another day, just another year, just another week. God calls us to live a life of wonder. There is a delight in every day. We won't miss our moments. We won't miss what God is doing. There's a delight in every day. The delight God intends for us is not just at the beginnings, like, oh, the day I got it, I'm excited about my marriage. Then two years later, it's just it's no wonder again. I'm excited about my child, but five years, five years later, no wonder again. I'm excited about... God doesn't just intend for us to have the thrill at the beginning he intends for us to have it through the entirety of the journey. Listen, friends, destiny is not just about a place we arrive. It is also about a journey that we travel there. I'll say that again. Destiny is not just about a place we arrive. It is also about a journey that we travel there. And with God, it's not just where you get to. It's also about how you get there. God is concerned about how you get there. God is concerned about your experience. God is not just concerned about you doing what is right. He's concerned about how you feel in doing what is right. The Bible says, serve the Lord. It doesn't put a full stop there. It says, serve the Lord with gladness. I'm like, God, why are you concerned about gladness? Gladness should be for me. If I, if I serve you without gladness, it's me. But God says, no, no, no. I'm not I'm not just concerned about you doing what's right. I'm concerned about your experience in doing what's right. I want you to have the gladness, the thrill, the, the excitement, the intrigue, because you will only maximize your life from a place of wonder. And as I think about where the world is today, 
I think it's so easy for us to become entitled people, to become negative people, to be people that live without wonder, to be people that don't have that spark. I think the world has a way of just making us negative and entitled and complaining and not passive and passionless and all of that. But today what I hope the Lord will do is that he will tune every one of us just to the level, to the frequency of wonder. Who says amen to that today? And so I have three quick ideas or three quick tips that I want to pitch to you or sell to you or actually give to you, okay? That, um, that whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you are, you can actually start to live your life from a place of wonder. Okay, so in Joshua chapter 4, I will drive in there a bit this morning. In Joshua chapter 4, um, sorry, Baba said I should drink it three times so that you people believe me. Ah, I missed it. Oh, <laughs> so people were actually counting. Okay, okay. Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter. I'm joking. Oh, please, I'm joking. Oh. Somebody will say that he actually even confessed. I'm joking. <laughs> God, and I said this, soldier, I want to be fasting all this way. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. In Joshua chapter 4, the background is that um, the Israelites are crossing the Jordan. And so it's an incredible thing that is happening here. Literally, you walk up to a river, and this river is opening up, and now you are crossing it. You are crossing it like it's dry ground. This is incredible what is happening here. But God seems to know that as incredible as this is, and as everybody will be filled with a sense of wonder and excitement and thrill, like, wow, and they'll all be snapping it and uploading WhatsApp statuses, God seems to know that after 24 hours, the WhatsApp status will be gone. And their sense of excitement may also be gone. God seems to know that just somewhere down the line, it would just be a distant memory. Just somewhere down the line, you would even start asking yourself, did it actually happen? Was it a figment of my imagination? God seems to know that just somewhere down the line, all the wonder and excitement that they are experiencing in this moment as he opens the sea would soon be gone. So watch what God does. In Joshua chapter 4 verse 2, God instructs and says, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from every tribe, and command them saying, take for yourselves 12 stones from here out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood from, from the middle of that Jordan where you stood. God says, take 12 stones from there and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you will lodge tonight. So by the time we track forward to verse 20, the Bible says that those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up in Gilgal. And he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying, what are these stones? You shall let your children know saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. That all the people of the earth may know the hand of the Lord that it is mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. All right, so three simple ideas that I have for you this morning about how we can live our lives from a place of wonder. The first thing I'm going to suggest to us that God seems to be showing is that we will realize. We will realize. You know what we're going to do, friends, is that we need to realize. If we're going to rediscover our wonder, if we're going to spark our wonder, if we're going to live from a place of wonder, we have to be the kind of people that realize. What do I mean by that? We're going to have to realize that there's a special thing happening here. So what God does is that he's making them stop in the middle and say, don't just rush through this. Don't just rush through. Don't just cross. And then tomorrow you 
be saying, did it really happen? God says, realize, okay? God says, touch, touch. Make it tangible, realize, okay? Make it tangible that something incredible is happening here. So we need to be the kind of people that realize, that don't just pass through life, take it for granted. God wants us to be people that reflect enough to realize. Reflect enough to realize. From his creation design, when he made man, on day six, God made man. And then on day seven, he said, man, you will rest with me. And then the next day, that is day eight, man then started to work. And so man spent the first day of his life just walking around, strolling around the garden. He's not even working. He's not tired, but he's just strolling around. Why? Because God wants man to start to realize, realize, realize how God has been so awesome. Realize all that God has already done. Realize all that God has finished so that you can start. God says, don't just brush through it and start walking and hustling. God says, no, start from a place of realization. So you know what we're going to do, friends? We are going to reflect enough to realize. God says, pick those stones because I think as those guys touch the stone, they, they will realize, you know, like I touch it, like for real, like, like for real, this is happening, like mad, or like this is happening, like I'm picking a stone from the middle of the church. Here I am. We didn't just run over it. God says, stop enough, reflect enough to realize. I've got me a rock in the middle of the Jordan. At some point, you will need to remember that it, it was not just a figment of your imagination. At some point, you will need to remember that the, the emotions and all of that may, may not be there. You may not feel the emotions again, honestly. At some point, the emotions and the spark and all of that may not be there. But, but God says, in the middle of that Jordan, touch it, make it tangible so that you will realize, realize. Make yourself aware of how special this is. So here's what I want to encourage everybody. Don't just do reviews that list out areas of improvements that you need to attack in this year in your life and all of that. List out how blessed you are. Realize. Just like put a light bulb on. Realize how blessed you are. Take stock, not just of people that let you down. Take stock of people that have been loyal to you. Take stock of what God has done. People that God brought into your life. People that have done you good. Take stock, realize, be aware of how blessed you are. Of everything that you have to be grateful for. Make a list of everything you have to be grateful for. And just spell it all out. Realize. Because what is happening to us is that we're walking through a Jordan, but we don't even realize. God says, touch, stop, stop, stop. Make it tangible. Touch it, touch it. All right? Realize. Let that light bulb come on. Realize. Write it out. Don't just think it in your mind. Write it out. Make it tangible. Peter was talking about our salvation and how blessed we are to say that we are saved. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. Look at this last line here. He says, angels, do you realize how fortunate you are? Sometimes that's really what we need to be saying to ourselves as Christians. Do you actually realize? The point is we don't realize how fortunate you are. Angels would have given anything to be in on this. Angels look at God's salvation plan in your life and, and, and it's like they're well up with some holy jealousy like 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 what is what what is what is God doing with those creatures why does he love them why is he for them why did he save Tunde why did he forgive Nike why did he why did he bring bring Peter to be a part of what he's doing in the earth angels will give anything like our oh God why not me why not me do you realize how fortunate but the point is many times we think about salvation just as one of those things that you know we just brush over it in fact what we do is that we kind of even use language you know you'd say at some point in my life I kind of started making better decisions uh -uh, uh -uh. you got saved you got saved are you hearing me this morning God saved you it realized touch it make it tangible make it real don't just brush over the motions realize realize we need a whole new level of awareness that there is something incredible happening here if not we'll walk through a Jordan and think we just took a stroll in the park no we didn't God did something incredible God is doing something incredible realize realize I think too many Christians fall guilty of simply not realizing how incredible a thing it is for us to be saved. 
1 John chapter 3 verse 1 see what an incredible quality of love the father has given has shown has bestowed one translation says has lavished on us that we should be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God and so we are <laughs> the reason the world does not know or recognize us is that it did not know or recognize him and it's one thing for the world not to recognize this, but my question is, do you recognize it? Do you recognize how incredibly thin it is for you to say you are a child of God? You know that the Bible is full of moments where it would say, behold, it would say, see, it would say, become aware, like look, look at what is happening, realize, realize. And friend, you have to give yourself intentional moments where you reflect enough to realize that you are fortunate, oh, you are blessed. Come look at someone next to you this morning and say, oh, fortunate, come on, show more, show more. Oh, fortunate, come on, ah, ah. Oh, and church, oh, fortunate, oh, ah, show more. <laughs> You're blessed, friends. Do you know you are blessed? Okay, just two people here. Do you know you are blessed? Do you realize? That's what I'm saying. And so the spark of wonder is not there because our lives look so ordinary. Somebody comes to you and says, how are you? I just day. You know just day, oh. You are blessed, oh. You are breathing. Psalm 150 says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Do you know what it's saying? Every time there's a breath in your lungs, it is proof. That God is sustaining you. It is proof that God is at work in you. That's what I'm saying. Everything that has breath owes it to not everything that has the job it wants, not everything that has the money it wants, not everything that has the relationship it hoped for, but everything that has breath. Let it praise the Lord in the awareness that right here and right now God is doing something in my life. Do you realize? That's what I'm asking this morning. So friends, my challenge to us is if we're going to live in the spark of wonder, there has to be a realization, a realization that God is with us, that God is for us. Touch the stones, make it tangible. List out how blessed you are. List out people that stood for you. List out people that were there for you. List out names, not just the people that broke your heart. List out names of people that were there when your heart was broken. Amen. List out the name of the person that stopped you from buying the rope you wanted to buy. Amen, anybody? Come on, come on. You know the day you are looking for rope and somebody just stopped you and said, where are you going? You will not buy that rope, my dear. God will do something in your life. And here you are this morning. But you say life is just ordinary. Come on, God has been better to you than you know he is. Amen. The second thing that we're going to do this morning, first of all, is that we're going to realize. The second thing we're going to do this morning is that we are going to repeat. God instructs the Israelites not just to realize, but to repeat. Because by the time you get to verse 21 of, of Joshua 4, which we read, he spoke to the children of Israel saying, when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. You repeat it. For each child that you have, you'll be repeating it. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. As the Lord God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. You know what we're going to do, friends, is that if we're going to live in the spark of wonder, we need to build a habit of repeating to reaffirm. Repeating to reaffirm again and again and again and again. We're going to repeat. 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 Yeah, I know it's boring you, but that's what we need to learn to do. To repeat, to repeat, to repeat, to reaffirm, to reaffirm. Because our tendency is to drift. What we're doing when we start to repeat is that we are at 
attacking a tendency. We know that if I leave myself without repeating, I'm already drifting away. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to start repeating so that I can reaffirm, so that I can reestablish. We need to repeat to reaffirm. I love every time we gather like this in every moment of worship and we start to sing again and again about what God has done, what happened in our lives, who Jesus is to us. Do you know what we're doing? We are repeating. We are repeating. We sang that song last week. Why are we singing it again today? We are repeating. News headline. We'll sing it again next week. We are repeating. Maybe the next week when we're fed up with that tune, we'll change the tune, but we'll sing the same words. Why are we doing that? We are repeating because we are reaffirming. Every time we come, we start to say, Jesus is Savior. God is good. You know what we're doing? We are repeating. We are repeating. We need to repeat to reaffirm. He told them, set up your lives in such a way that you would have to be repeating. Let your children ask you questions. Don't hide the stones. Put it out there so that your children will come and ask you, why are these stones so special to you? What is it about? And then he said, when they ask you, don't tell them, keep quiet. Don't ask me questions. No, no, no. Start to recount to them and tell them about what God did. You know what you're doing? You are recreating the wonder. Every time you repeat, you know what you're doing? You are recreating the wonder. Some of you need to set up your life in such a way that they will ask you questions. Why are you so freaked about this whole God thing? Why are you so freaked about church and your commitment? Why are you giving God the first of all your income? And what do you do? You don't say, where? Where shall I try? No, no, no. Start to repeat. Start to talk about how amazing God has been to you. Start to talk about how God saved you when you were struggling with pornography. Start to talk about how God saved you when you were just one loose fornicator all over town. Sleeping in people's houses that you had no business being in. Start to recount. Recount. You know what you're doing? You are repeating. Repeating. How many of you have a past? How many of you have a past? Let me see. Have a past. You have a past. Let me see. Raise your hand. If your neighbor is not raising their hands, ask them. Are you still in your past? Come on. Are you still in your past? We all have a past. What we need to learn is to repeat what God has done for us. Repeat. Repeat. We're going to repeat. Pick up your journals periodically. I hope you keep journals. Because you make it tangible so that you can repeat. Repeat. Set up your life in such a way that periodically some things just happen. Periodically. Every week. I start out my week in the house of God. You know why you're doing that? You are repeating process. Rinse and repeat. That's what you're doing. Come again to the house of God so that there will be a repetition of that same. And so you're here and you're like, man, I just need some new stuff. No, let's be done with the old one. We'll still be talking about Jesus saved us. Amen. Then let's still explore that from all the angles. Let's still explore it. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Because when you start to repeat, what you're doing is that you would respark a wonder. Has it happened to you before that you were just walking on the road and some song that you were singing, it just clicked in a moment. It just clicked like, eh, I'm a child of God. Just car, just start ringing. Ah, who pulled me out of that pit? Eh, ah, he pulled me out of pit now. Ah, more. <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. Set your life up in such a way. I can't count how many times I've heard people share stories of how just in a moment of worship, it was like one line from a song just jumped out at me. It was like one line. Everything that I was thinking, I just saw it like, ah, as simple as God is good. But the way it jumped out at me, like it came on me and slapped me. I can't hear. You know, repeat, repeat, repeat. Look at somebody and say, repeat, repeat. Not in school, but with this, repeat. <laughs> repeat, repeat. It shouldn't be an odd thing for us talking and recounting about what God delivered us from shouldn't be an odd thing we repeat it because we celebrate his victory in our lives we repeat it we repeat it we repeat it there should even be places that you go to some of you just to remind yourself uh, eh? every time I, I'm just anywhere in Oshun State close to Ife just so I will find an excuse to branch in Ife who are you go to sports center and just repeat 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 one day I took one of my guys that schooled in um 
UI. So two of them, I had administration in OAU, and then we went there. And then when we were done with administration, maybe like 1 a.m. or something, I just said, I just need to get to sports. Just give me five minutes or something. I just need to, just need to go and repeat. Remember, that's what you're doing. Do you know what you're doing? You're remembering. You're repeating. You're repeating. Repeating. You start to recount. This was the spot I was standing. Ah, when I started hearing God say this to me. This was where I was when I felt, ah, man, see how far we've come. But this was where it started from now. Ah, this was that place where I was crying that night. Ah, this was that. Ah, I just needed five quick minutes or something like that. Ah, and then by the time I was done, I came out to the car park. I didn't want to delay my guys. Ah, I saw this, my UI people, they were all just praying all over in an atmosphere of open heaven they had never experienced in their life. I said, ah, now I'm the one that has to wait for you. you know? And maybe you are here and you are saying that, you are saying that, ah, I thought you said you went to sports center. What does prayer have to do with sports center? Don't worry. I know you finished from Bowen. Don't worry. Okay, don't worry. We're going to repeat. Third thing that we're going to do this morning. I have one more point. One more point. One more point. Third thing that we're going to do this morning. We're going to respond our wonder. We are going to, if we're going to live a life of wonder, we are going to, we are going to realize, we are going to repeat. But thirdly this morning, we are going to reposition and restructure. We're going to reposition and restructure. Yeah, some of you are getting your wonder already. Come on. You're going to realize this is the most incredible summer you've ever had in your life. Are you, are you, you're going to realize. Some of you just don't realize. That's why you take it as ordinary. That you are checking time. Don't you calm down. Realize. And then you repeat. Then you would reposition and restructure. Now, Joshua said to them that you're not just picking stones, but you know what you're going to do is that you're going to put an arrangement to the stones. Flip the stones around. Build it up as an altar, you know. So put some arrangement to it. He said build an altar. Put the stones up, you know, create movement for the stones. And that's just a practical advice I also wanted to give to you guys about how you can respark your wonder. That you create movement, okay? So just get back home today and you say everything is just feeling dry and all of that. You know what you do? Just change the arrangement of your chairs. Take the long chair to this side. Bring the small chair here, okay? And when you get home tomorrow, you'll first be surprised. Like, oh, wow, what happened, right? Just give yourself some wonder. That's, it's that practical. It is that simple. Your house has been the same way for the last five years. Even cockroaches in your house already have their office. They know where to stay. They know where you don't come and all of that. Respark your wonder, okay? Just give yourself, move, move something okay when you come to church next week you don't have to sit in the same place you sat you always you even have a seat in church like the way it is all right let's do something real quick everybody on this side come to this side everybody on this side come to this side just see it differently come on quick let's do it everybody here just move just move exchange seats with somebody everybody just find a way of swapping just move around okay just look at something different somebody just come and sit on pastor seats just receive a call of god on your life yeah why is everybody afraid? Somebody from the back, just come forward. Somebody, just move, yeah. Just move. Yeah, move, move, move. I want to see people moving. Just move, just move, just move. I will just drive to come and stand up and be moving. I said move, just be moving. Move. Yeah, just come, yeah. Ebuka, come, come, come and sit here. Thank you. Fantastic, yeah, come. I just, people move, move, move. I give you two more minutes, move. My time is running. Fantastic. Come on. Wow, how did you guys get here? Wow. 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 Some of you are just going to see something different right now. Yeah, that's the point. That's the point. Suddenly, the same salmon starts to feel more anointed. Yeah. Come, Jojo, I have a seat for you here. Joe, Joe, come. Come, I have a seat for you here. There's a seat here. Come, there's, there's one seat here if somebody wants to come here. Fantastic. Doesn't this look good? Wow. Wow, you guys are here. Ah. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. Now, you just see it differently. It's the same people. It's the same room. They just flip it around. And some of you are just looking from a different side. 
that you've never seen before. You need to learn to do that in your life. You say, my work is just normal. Creativity is blocked. Have you just rearranged your office? You are looking at the same door for the last two years. Just move something, move something, make a movement. You say, my relationship is feeling boring. The same place you have been going on dates for the last three years. It's the same place you go. The same food you order. The same... Move something in your life. Move something, all right? Sometimes when you've been praying and you feel like my prayer routine is even feeling boring, can I advise you? Just change where you pray, okay? Just change where you pray. Fantastic, amen. What, what am I safe? Fantastic. Just change, change where you pray, okay? Just go and pray. So just take a pilgrimage to OAU, okay? Just go and pray. It's just something fresh that would happen, okay? You're reading your Bible, you feel like, ah, I'm reading, I'm reading. Sometimes some of you, the reason why you're just struggling and it looks boring, it's just English problem. It's not anything more than that. Thou preparest the table, make it to me, lie down, anointed my head and all of that. Look, give me Psalm 23 verse 5 in the Message Bible. Sometimes you just need to look at something different, all right? You serve me, come on, verse 5, quick. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. You now say that, that that translation is not spiritual. The one that's spiritual, when last you read it, that's why you're not reading it. That's why you're not reading it. Read some, read it, taking God's word. Some, some of you just English, so you are now looking at it and say, ah, where's the preparedest? Can't say preparedest. 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 A table. And you never even thought of it as food. You thought of it as a table in the Holy of Holies. God is serving me a six-course dinner, somebody. <laughs> Flip it around. If you need to go and read a Bible in Yoruba, just check that verse in Yoruba. You will hear it in your grandmother's voice. You just feel different. It will come with an anointing of the dead. Amen. I mean, of, 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 of a faithful Christian. You hear what I'm trying to say, right? Let's flip something around. Make some movement in your life. But here is what we see. That Joshua tells them to build those stones as an altar. So, here's the key. Listen to the key. Reposition, build it towards God, towards a God sensitivity, towards a God consciousness. Reposition, move your life towards being more sensitive towards God. Let's do it different. Change something to be a little more conscious of who God is. So he says, build it as an altar. Here's the truth. We're drifting. We are the ones that need to move and see where we are. When we fast, do you know what we're doing? Fasting doesn't move God, but it moves us. Fasting moves us. We start to sense like, we start to feel something different. Not because God should move, but because we need the movement. So um, in verse 24, he says that when we do this, all the people of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that you may fear the Lord, your God forever. So this year, my challenge is that you would position yourself to, the, to honor God, to fear God. Let it be a conscious positioning thing for you. We need to position ourselves to honor God, to fear God. So friends, these three things we're going to do, we're going to realize, we're going to repeat, we're going to reposition and restructure. Because listen to me, friends, you are not the next miracle that you're waiting on away from resparking your wonder. You are the last one that you lost grip on from your right now wonder. I'll say that one more time. You're not the next miracle that you're waiting on to respark your, your wonder. You are the last one that you lost grip on from your right now wonder. Say that one more time. Somebody didn't yet get it. You are not the next miracle that you are waiting on. Ah, when this happens, I will then have a sense of wonder. No, you are the last thing that happened that you lost. You lost grip on that. That's why you don't have wonder today. It's not about God doing one more thing. It's about you losing the last one he did. Amen, anybody? We have everything it takes to right now be living in a sense of wonder. We have everything it takes to be living in a sense of wonder. There's already enough in your story to be sparking up a wonder. You just wake up and say, wow, wow. When last do you just say, wow? <laughs> just try it out for a minute. It feels good. Just say, wow, wow. 
Wow. Look at somebody next to you and just say, wow, 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 wow. I'm sorry, when I asked you guys to move seats, I, I'm sorry if I moved you away from your crush. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But wow, wow. Look at, you look at your new neighbor and say, wow, 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 wow. You are, you are, you are, there's enough in life to be saying, wow. Wow, I get to be here. Wow, I get to be in the house of God. I get to be a part of something bigger than myself. Wow. Wow, I get to be with people I would never have even met anywhere in my life. Like, what would be putting me in the same room with all these people? What are we doing? Are we here to sell drugs? Are we here to, 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 do, to form a gang? Are we here? No, come on. We are here to be lifting up the name of Jesus. We are here to be making a God statement in the earth. Wow, wow, wow. I get to be part of that. Wow, 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 wow. I even get to be serving in that. Wow. Wow. Some of you, this movement around thing, you know what you need to do? You need to just change your language. Flip your language a little. Everything, I have to, I have to, I have to. Change it to I get to. Do I have to go early to church? I get to go early to church. I get to be seeking God for 21 days. I get to be the parent of my children. I get to pay school fees. Ha! Wow. Wow. Me, I get to. Wow. Wow. Ah, wow. Wow, wow, ah, me too, wow, wow. I get to, I get to, I get to. Look at somebody next to you and say, I get to be next to you, wow. Wow, 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 wow. There should be a lot more wow in our life, don't you think so? Wow, 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 wow. It's enough, wow. Albert Einstein would say that there are two ways you can live your life. One as though nothing is a miracle, the other as though everything is a miracle. Wow. What is not a miracle? Wow. 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 Wonder will change your posture. So let me encourage you this week to look out for a posture of wonder. Four things we'll see in a posture of wonder. We'll be grateful. We will be humble. We will be intrigued. And we'll be expectant. It's a posture of wonder. Wonder will make you grateful grateful you don't just take things for granted you'll be grateful like wow somebody got to love me somebody got to serve me a host was standing at the door when i walked in and welcomed me wow you would be great you would say thank you you just walk past i just started wow thank you thank you oh thank you for loving me thank you a colleague was helping you out with some stuff at work you say it's a job you would say thank you wow 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 somebody took the effort to help you to love you wow thank you thank you you send a few more thank you messages You'd walk up to a member of the team after service and say, wow, thanks for serving us today. Thank you. You'd say hi to somebody at production booth and say, wow, thank you. You know, thank you. Have you had lunch? No, they're not having lunch today, all right? But wow, wow, all right? Um, after search, I'll buy you lunch. Wow. 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 Yeah, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. I don't want to be a cynical person. Wow. I'm be grateful. People do good things for you saying they're up to something. Be grateful. Wow. 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 There's a wonder that you are missing. And listen, friends, at the base of all of this, we would only maximize our lives to the, to the level we live at the frequency of wonder. Wonder will make us humble. Will make us humble. We won't be self-obsessed. It's just about you. You're the only one that has an issue in the world. You're the only one believing God for something. Be humble. Humble towards leadership. Humble. You won't be, you know, treating a life group leader as if I was. You'll be humble towards leaders. Amen. Team leaders, you know, your people who serve you, your pastors, you know. Familiarity. <laughs> humble. 
be intrigued. Intrigued. It's a posture. Ah, intrigued. Jesus' disciples, you know, you know, if you are one of Jesus' disciples, eh? if you are one of Jesus' disciples, for real, do you know how you would just always be seeing him? And ah, this is a temptation to preach longer. You know how you just be seeing Jesus? Ah, you just be looking at him like, oh, more. You'll be sleeping, you'll just be like, oh, more. More. You hear what they said? They said, what manner of man is this? So that night, you think you will sleep? You can't sleep now. And everybody has gone to bed. Jesus has gone to bed. He's like, good night, guys. We don't be looking at him. Says dozing, you just be thinking. <laughs> or more. I want that kind of posture towards Jesus. I don't want to see finish with Jesus, so that you know, me and Jesus, we just kind of know how we roll. It's just like my friend and we're friends. I know we're friends, so, but he's Lord and Savior. I don't want to see him finish. Oh. It's intrigue that you have towards him. And guess what? When there's that sense of gratitude, humility, intrigue, then you will be expectant. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3 and verse 5 about that man by the beautiful gate that he looked at them expecting to receive something. Did you come to church today with that sense of expectation? Like, man, God is up to something. Something is about, man, we get to be having worship. I expect that in this moment of worship, God will do something. He'll put a spark in my heart. I expect that as I receive God's word today, I am being positioned for what is ahead of me. I expect that God is up to something in my life do you have expectation a posture of wonder will leave you with those four things you will just go through life flat and passionless you live on your tiptoes and your life will be maximized to the extent that there is wonder in your life there's wonder I need it friends because if I go by the default I will just be passionless dry ordinary there's no pressure of life no disappointment that is enough to take away my wonder and so, as I close this morning, Tim, you can come. Luke chapter 24, my last scripture this morning. In Hebrews 11 and verse 6, before the last scripture, Hebrews 11 and verse 6, the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Are we seeking God this season with expectation? Like God is a rewarder. He must believe it. He must expect it. God will reward me. God will reward everything that is done in the name of the Lord is recorded. It will be rewarded. Everything done in the name of the Lord will be rewarded. God is a rewarder. So do it in his name. He, I think him. It's not ordinary. Must have that kind of posture of expectation. So Matt, my encouragement for you today is to look out for that posture. Look out for that posture. Look out to be grateful. If you start realizing that I'm just becoming very complaining about everything, then maybe you need to check something. There's something that is ticking off about your sense of wonder. If you realize that I'm just self-obsessed and, you know, it's just about me and all of that, there's something about my posture that is not right. If I realize that there's no sense of intrigue about Jesus, that I come to the house of Jesus, I open my Bible, there's no sense of expectation or intrigue. It's just another book. Something about your wonder is missing and if you don't get it right it is your wonder that will fuel the power of what God is doing in your life that will open your eyes wide with like a wow and will draw out all that God has for you in life so as I close this morning in Luke chapter 24 um, you know Jesus Jesus meets um, Jesus has just risen from the dead and then two of his disciples are walking on the road the Bible says to a place called Emmaus and as they're walking, they're kind of like talking. And then Jesus comes along with them. Resurrected Jesus, cool guy. He just comes along with them and he's like, hey guys, what are you guys talking about? And then they start talking. And then how incredible is it? Because they're talking about Jesus. And then he's like, what are you guys talking about? And they're like, ah, are you the only one that doesn't know the things that have been happening in Jerusalem? And so how beautiful is it 
when um, these disciples are preaching to Jesus about Jesus and he's like, eh? And they're like, ah, there was this guy, Jesus, he was mighty in word and indeed we thought he was, and he was like, wow, what happened to him? And they said they killed him and blah, blah, blah and all of that. And then they go on in the conversation and Jesus is just speaking to them and speaking hope and all of that. And then they get into the house and the Bible says this word, that Jesus acted like he was going on. And then they're like, no, now it's too late for you to travel. Come into the house with us. So Jesus comes into the house. Remember that? It's too late for you to travel. So Jesus comes into the house with them. And when they get into the house, the Bible says that Jesus then, let's pick up the story in verse 30, because Jesus then in verse 30 sat at the table with them and he took bread and he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Now in verse 31, their eyes were opened and they knew him and then he vanished from their sight. But in verse 32, they then said these words, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So there was actually a burning in our hearts through those moments, right? While we were on the road, our hearts were actually burning. But you know what was happening? We were living in denial. We were too busy. We weren't conscious of that. We were busy with all the doubts and the fears and the questions and what people are saying and all of that. So what did it take? It took, the Bible says in verse 31, that it took a moment where their eyes were open and they saw him. When their eyes were open and they knew him suddenly they could start to live in the burning of their hearts they could start to live and you know what happened immediately the bible says the same people that just told jesus that it's too late you shouldn't travel the same people got up immediately next verse and started the seven mile journey back to jerusalem to go and tell everybody what they had just encountered do you know what's happening here that suddenly when their wonder was alive it wasn't about being tired it wasn't about all people are saying it wasn't about how long i've been doing this when their wonder was alive there was a spring in their step when their wonder was alive they could live for more when their wonder was alive they could live on the front foot and friends that is the life that I'm praying for I don't just want to be giving excuses and going around in circles feeling tired I want a life of wonder where I have my spark where I'm living on the front foot and do you know how it's going to happen the Bible says when their eyes were open they knew him and they said did not our hearts burn within us and actually their hearts were burning so if our eyes are ever open to who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. Friends, we have enough to live in wonder for the rest of our lives. If our eyes are ever open to who Jesus is and what he has done, we have enough to live in wonder for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives and all eternity, we have enough to live in wonder. There is no pressure of life. There is no disappointment of people. There is no need that we face that is enough to steal that sense of wonder. When our eyes are open to who Jesus is, who Jesus is would always be a greater driving force. Who Jesus is would allow our hearts to burn with something stronger. Who Jesus is would spark a sense of wonder. It doesn't matter the failures of people, the disappointment of systems. Who Jesus is would always be a greater sense of wonder. In who Jesus is, we have enough we have enough if we realize it if we repeat it if we reposition for it we have enough in who Jesus is to live in a sense of wonder for the rest of our lives and so as I close this morning I want to read for you Romans chapter 8 from verse 35 final scripture now Romans chapter 8 from verse 35 and then I'll be done Christ will always continue to love us nothing can stop that somebody say nothing can stop that we may have troubles. Things may make us sad or afraid. People may do the bad things to us. We may have no food or no clothes. There may be great danger. People may even try to kill us. But none of these things can stop Christ from loving us. 
as it says in the Bible, because we are your people, God, people try to kill us all the time. They think that we are like sheep and we are ready to be killed. Verse 37, because God loves us, none of these things, none of these troubles can ever beat us. He makes us win against them. Verse 38, I am sure of this. Nothing can stop God from loving us. Death cannot do that. Life cannot do that. Angels cannot do that. Nor can demons do that. Nothing that happens to us now or that will ever happen in a future time can do that. No powerful spirits can do that. Nothing that is high above the world can do that. No anything that is deep down below the ground. Nothing else in the whole universe can stop God from loving us. Because of our Lord Christ Jesus, we know how much God loves us. Friends, when we're aware of who Jesus is, we have enough to live in wonder for the rest of our lives. Who says amen to that this morning? Amen. Can I have a declaration on the screen? I just want us to say these words together and then we'll just worship out this morning. Somebody say, God intends for me to live every day in the wide-eyed wonder of how incredible He is and how incredible his workings are in my life. So I boldly declare that this year I will live with wonder. I will maximize and enjoy my life from the frequency and the thrill of wonder. Somebody say I will be more grateful. I will be more humble. I will be more intrigued and expectant than I have ever been. I will always have a wow and a thank you Jesus. Say that one more time. Say I will always have a wow and a thank you Jesus. Now say bring it on God. I'm expectant and I'm ready.
singing hallelujah wow he didn't chase me away because of what i don't have he welcomes me to his presence he receives me i can be worshiping wow i get to be lifting my hands and worshiping wow 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 because of jesus because of jesus i get to be standing in his presence unashamed wow 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 can we take a moment to pray this morning and here's what i want you to pray that this week your eyes will be open to jesus pray that this week I will see him more than ever before. I will be sensitive to him more than ever before. That it would spark a burning in my heart. That I would live from a place of wonder. My eyes will be open to Jesus. I, I won't just do life, do my work, do my parenting, do my studies from, from a frequency of ordinary. But I'll do it from a frequency of who Jesus is to me. This week, I pray that as I seek God, I will be sensitive to who Jesus is. Somebody pray that there will be a spark of wonder in your life again. There will be a spark of, of wonder that comes from who Jesus is to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray that my heart will burn. They said our hearts burned within us. I don't know about you, but I don't want ordinary this year. I don't just want routine. Same, 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 same. I want something more. And it will come from my heart burning with who Jesus is to me. Somebody prayed this morning, prayed this morning. Have you still got expectation? I wonder if you still have your wonder. I wonder if there's some sense of intrigue about who God is in your life. I wonder. God, open my eyes. Maybe you have suffered disappointments. Pray this morning, God, open my eyes to see you. Maybe you're in the best days of your life ever. Pray that in this I will see Jesus. In this, I will not lose focus on who he is. I will lose my wonder. It wasn't about getting the new opportunity. It was about following God's plan for my life. In this, I won't lose my wonder. In this best days of my life ever, God, I pray I will not lose my wonder. Somebody asked this morning that my eyes will see Jesus. He opened their eyes and they said, man, our hearts are burning. There's an energy that will come this morning. There's an energy for your work to be all that you should be, to build. There's an energy that you receive this morning as we behold Jesus. There's an energy that will spark in your soul this morning as you behold him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say in the name of Jesus, my eyes are open to who Jesus is to me. Say I'm not carried away by the motions. I'm not carried away by my busyness. But I pray that this morning I will see Jesus anew. He will put a spark in my heart. I will live with my heart burning. I will live with passion. I will live with wonder. Somebody say, I'm done with ordinary days. I'm done with days where there's no expectation. I'm done with days where I live lazy and flat. But I boldly declare that I'm living on the front foot. 
Jesus is putting a spark in my life. I'm living from the level of wonder. I will maximize my life. I will be all that God calls me to be. It's not just a Sunday thing. It's an everyday thing. Say, Jesus will be glorified in me. Who says amen to that? Can we praise the Lord? Amen. While we stand for a minute, I want to make an invitation for somebody who needs to say yes to Jesus. It's a miracle. And I'm always so excited to see it. I saw it again in first service this morning. Every time we gather, it's, it's such a blessing to see people being able to put their faith in Jesus. I don't know who you are, how you got to be in church today, whether it's your first time being here or you come regularly, it really doesn't matter. My big question is, can you boldly say that you're in the right standing with an almighty God made everything who will one day sit and stand as your judge for the things that you have done and believed. But the good thing is that before he offers himself as your judge, he offers himself as your savior. He says, I want to put you on the right side with me so that you can smile into judgment. I don't know who you are, but there's a life that you are made to live. There's a cost that you are made to pursue. There's who you are made to be. And you will never find it outside the rhythms of a relationship with God. So my invitation today is for people that can't say they're in a the right standing with God, a right relationship with God, to, make, to say yes to God and to come into a right standing. It's just by faith, by believing, by saying, I want it. And he will do everything it takes to set you right with him. Maybe you're here today and at some point in your life you had made that kind of decision but as we speak you know you are far away and you need to be reconciled with God. Or maybe you have never done that before. It really doesn't matter. I'm going to count to three with every head bowed and every eye closed. I want people who this morning would say I need forgiveness. I need to be born again. I need to be in the right standing with God. Whatever word you use. I need salvation. I need God. I need the mercy of God. I need to be right with God. I'm going to count to three and wherever you are in this building or online anyway I want you to put your hand on your chest this morning and let God see you and make it a deliberate choice for him this morning. Are you ready? One, two, three. Put your hand on your chest right where you are. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Across the room, God bless. That's a miracle. God bless you. I also believe there are people online this morning. That is a miracle happening in your life. It is no ordinary thing. It's a wild thing. This is going to be the best day of your life ever. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for your sincerity this morning. Thank you for your sincerity. I believe there are also people online this morning. I'm going to lead you in a prayer this morning. If you, your hand is on your chest, I want you to say these words with boldness. But you know what? This is a family of the crowd. The whole church is going to join in. We're going to say together. But know it this morning that God hears your voice. So can we all say it together this morning? Heavenly Father, I come to you today because you've made a way for me to come. Through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your son Jesus. I believe with all my heart. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He's the Savior of the world. Say today, I boldly declare Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. I put my trust in you, Jesus. Please forgive me of the past. Give me a whole new life. I surrender everything to follow you. Say, I will follow you all the days of my life. And I believe that one day, I'll be with you in heaven. Say, thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. I am a child of God. I am loved and accepted. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you so much for joining us here at Sukamo Church. If you pray that prayer at the end, we are so excited about your decision for Jesus and we would love to help you get established in your relationship with him. So please let us know about your decision at www.sukamo.church forward slash Jesus. There, you'll also find all kinds of resources to help you build your relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed this message, we would love for you to subscribe wherever you are listening or visit www.sukamo.church forward slash resources. Again, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.